Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and today I'm joined by basically a co-host at this point. We have Whitney Nelson from the <laughs> Historical Hotties podcast, and we also have returning guest Kenneth Rotter from the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. How, how are you guys? Doing good. Doing good. Doug, I am overwhelmed with life, but overall, I think things are on the positive, on the positive. Well, that's good to hear. Um, overwhelmed, uh, I'm just curious by any like games or nerdiness in particular, or not too much of that, and just like taxes and other shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's been, it's been essentially like all fun stuff, all good stuff, but like, Tuesday, I had a concert. Wednesday, I had Reading Rainbow's Comic Book Club. Thursday, I had a concert. Tonight, I have a movie. Tomorrow, I was supposed to have two Tough Mudders, but they got canceled because uh, it's raining like nobody's business out here in Southern California. And I'm like, oh, one of the 10 days a year we get rain, it has to inconvenience my plans. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I know how that is. It's like a freaking nor'easter over here. I don't even know. We actually just lost power before we started recording. And luckily, where I'm at, we got a generator. So I don't know if you can hear it humming in the background, but that's what's going on. <laughs> actually, yeah, bre- like a little bit, but just barely. Yeah. Um. But that's it sounds like you're keeping busy with some pretty cool stuff. Um. And how about you, Whitney? Uh, what have you been up to lately? Um, not too much. I'm looking for a new apartment, so I think I'm moving to Brooklyn. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, and that's been about it. I played a lot of Dragon Quest Builders this week. Oh, what is that available on? Is that like DS um, or something? So I'm playing it on the Switch. I think oh, it's sweet. available on multiple platforms, though, but I've been playing it on Switch. So, um, it's funny because I'm a like, we're like a multi gamer household. So, I started playing Dragon Quest Builders, which is very Minecraft-esque, but anyone who kind of reduces it to Minecraft, I feel like, is leaving out. So far, I mean, I'm only, you know, a few... I've only put about 10 hours into the game, but, like, there's a bunch of RPG elements, there's a lot of uh, tower defense elements to it, and there's just enough, like, quest stuff to break up the fact that it's not just all Minecraft sort of, you know, block building kind of stuff. So I'm actually really enjoying it so far, but uh, the TV has been occupied all week long with Metal Gear Survive. And at one point, oh, nice. at one point I looked up and I was like, you and I are just playing the same game. <laughs> Metal Gear Survive is exactly like Dragon Quest Builders, only more Metal Geary. Um, it's, it's interesting. It's funny because it's all crafting, it's tower defense, and those are like a few side quest kind of things. And it's almost exactly the same sort of structure of building and resource collecting with occasional like RPG side quest and tower defense stuff. It's they're obviously very different games, but they're also kind of the same game. That makes sense to me. Um, oh, hold the phone, everybody. We have a surprise guest showing up. It's actually our other co-host, Brendan McCullough. Ho-ho! Woo! I don't know how long we've been going. I just... Uh, we just got started, really. We were just getting a little bit into some game talk. Uh, Whitney was telling us about Dragon Quest Builders and yeah. uh, Metal Gear... Uh, what was it now? Survive. Metal Gear Survivor. Survive. And, that's and, what it is. And how they're almost the same game. It's, oh, that's not good. <laughs> Dragon Quest, <laughs> Dragon Quest Builder is kind of like Dragon Quest Minecraft-y. 
Oh right? no, she was just saying anybody who uh, says that basically, yeah, says that is wrong because there's a lot more to it. I don't know shit about either of those games, so that's all <laughs> I see. Well, that would make sense. Well, like it is super Minecraft looking when you look mm-hmm. at it, and and like a large part of it is collecting resources and building like block structures. But there's a bunch of RPG, almost Zelda-like, it reminds me of Zelda occasionally, elements to it. And then there's also tower defense, like monsters come and attack you and you have to build traps and stuff like that around your fort. So it's it's kind of like a third Minecraft, a third Zelda RPG-esque, and then a third tower defense. Um, mm. But also, okay. this is the first Metal Gear without Hideo Kojima, and so I don't know that anyone was expecting a lot from it. I don't, I don't yeah. think anyone was expecting a finished game. Because the last game with Kojima <laughs> wasn't finished. Yeah. So it's... I I don't know. Konami's burning those bridges real fast. Yeah. I think on behalf of the game industry and gamers, good riddance. Fuck them. <laughs> we can move on to something else. Move on to another giant conglomeration that'll break our hearts and ruin franchises. Looking at you, EA. There we go. So... <laughs> But let's hear about, uh, have you had the chance to play any games at all, Kenny, since we've last spoke, or has life basically taken over? No, uh, actually, I have been playing some, uh, some Plants vs. Zombies. Nice. Ooh, classic. Uh, that is a classic. And it's, it's like, I don't play the actual game, I just play the Vase Breaker Endless Puzzle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Totally. Because I'm like, it's just so addictive. And honestly, if I probably would uninstall that from my computer, I could probably find time to play other games. Because I'll be playing it, and then I'll look up, and it'll be an hour later. <laughs> yeah, I know how that goes. Yeah, I got, uh, that's basically me in a nutshell with any roguelike. So, if anyone remembers, on the last episode I was on, I talked about how I'd stop playing Gungeon and uh, Overwatch and start playing something new. Nope, I lied. <laughs> totally lie. It's fucking roguelikes just get me every time, and I fall back in. So same that with the base breaker for you, Kenny. Oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> we we bond over our addiction to these types of game yeah, modes. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it, it's bad. It's like there <laughs> there are so many other things on my to do list other than kill zombies with plants. But it's oh, it's so good. The, it's the misleading uh, number that it's like, oh, it can be real quick because it's RNG and I might just get screwed over in the first two minutes and I'm done. But then you'll get like a good run or you get like a good weapon and you're like, oh, I got to keep this, you know, it's like gambling. I got to keep this luck train going. And then you fail. And it's like, no, 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 I almost had it. Let me keep going with that. Like it's, I think it's the same part of the brain that lights up with gambling. Because God knows, like I don't have a gambling addiction or any, like anything close to it. But fucking roguelikes get me every time. I do have Definitely. a gambling addiction, and so I can <laughs> wholeheartedly agree to that. And what keeps me going is nobody ever says they walked away from the table too soon. Nobody ever says they should have stayed at the table longer. So that's how I know when to leave. Uh, what, yeah. I, what I will say, though, about Plants vs. Zombies, I was addicted to it, uh, I, like, it... It comes in waves. I will have it on my computer, and then I'll uninstall it for a couple years, then I'll reinstall it and play it like mad. Mm -hmm. When I first did this, uh, my roommate at the time was like, you know I can make the same game for you on an Excel spreadsheet? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. What a coincidence, because the Doug... Uh, the game Doug's been playing a lot, Drug Lord, yeah. is an Excel spreadsheet. It, it sort of is. It, really <laughs> it exactly is. is. I know. It's bizarre, but I really, and I haven't been playing it as much anymore. It did lose its, like, 
value over time. But that's the thing. A lot of the mobile games, I'll find myself playing it. Like, I'll literally start it up and be like, I'm already bored. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> fuck. So, I don't know. But it's, I don't know. There's some certain things that you said there um, about roguelites and, like, us being masochists with our games. Like, I know me fucking trying to beat Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. Oh, my God. Trying to get this platinum trophy has been absolutely insane. And I don't know. It it makes me think, like, I forget what it's like to play games for pleasure anymore because it's like, <laughs> just, like destroying myself. And that it's it's literally, literally to the point where it, you have to get level 99 for Sora and level 99 for Riku. So that's, like, two on two separate save files and then uh you have to open or synthesize 300 rooms which i feel like probably if i estimate where i am currently at it's probably and you don't, you can't really gauge this in any way there's no like measurement if you go in the menu options or anything and i would guess i'm probably at like 200 or so and i've been playing for fucking ever i mean i i think i have over 20 maybe 30 hours in, on my sora file and i beat the game for his story and i'm like 7 or 8 hours deep with riku and i'm at the final boss with him and i remember last episode i was talking about how i had to fight vexen all over with him and that guy was a bitch there's these two other organization members lexaeus and fucking i can't remember his name off the top of my head they're all so fucking ridiculous but they were so challenging and it was extremely hard got past them and here i am at the final boss ansem and he's a total dick so i figured since i can't beat him i tried my best i'm i was only level 38 at the time i'm like i'm just gonna grind until i'm level 99 and then go face him because i need to get to 99 for that trophy anyway and god damn though it is the worst it's such a (laughs) grind i feel like i'm gonna be playing the game for another seven hours doing the same thing just like cycling through heartless in, in these rooms and like I'm not looking forward to it. I'm just going to pop on some podcasts and be like, every now and then when I have free time, do that. And I'm like, but the worst thing is I just want to get to Kingdom Hearts 2. I know I can just start start it up whenever I want, but I, like, I've tied myself to like, let's platinum th- this one, then I'm going to platinum that one, and then I'm going to platinum this one. So, ah, it's fucking my own fault, and I'm an <laughs> so, idiot. So, if you're not enjoying it, why are you doing it? I don't know, because I am enjoying it, because it, but it's so simple. It, what I don't enjoy is the grind, and that's just fucking rpgs in general but and them making this platinum so like ridiculous they were such assholes i don't know i think there was another one it was like get 2500 card breaks and i think i actually got that already i'm like jesus i'm glad that popped i might not have though and i'm worried uh whatever though well, I, know, I know it's definitely like a genre like it's definitely you know people are biased or have opinions on it one or the other like i'm not a fan of horror games and stuff um, but there are plenty of games that, like, the whole purpose of the game is the grind. Like, Monster Hunter. That's all it is. Like, there's no story in it at all. All you're doing is grinding for new, better gear, so you can kill bigger monsters to get new and better gear. So, but plenty, like, that franchise is huge, and people love it. So I think it's just a boring grind. Like, I think yeah. any grind could be at least enjoyable, if not engaging enough to keep you for 80 hours like that. But, like, at least enjoyable enough where you're not actively hating it like no i actively hate this because of the card combat system and it is just boring repetitive like not like innovative anything it's just it's horrible the only thing that it has like that in its benefit is that you can play as riku and that's a little cool but even that sucks i don't know it's that's the thing i feel like instead of making it oh you have to get riku to level 99 it's like riku's side story is like exactly that a side story it's like half of the content of the of sora's story so you would think like he would cap out at like level 50 or something because it makes no sense for you to go all the way to 99 with him i I think at sora even 
my first playthrough, I was only at like 60 or something. And it's like, so I still have a ways to go with him too. It's like, fuck. So that's just me being a dickhead and trying to platinum rechain of memories. I don't recommend it to anybody. It's just going to take your whole life away. It's almost like Riku's a shitty character or something. He is. Oh, and that's another weird thing. He's a terrible character. He really is. I don't understand it. It's like, okay, me and Sora are best bros, but we're also rivals. I'm going to be a dick and I'm going to turn to the darkness and let the darkness inside and let Ansem take over me. But now I'm trying to fight it because I'm good all all of a sudden again. I saw my wrongs. And he's like, and I can smell the darkness. I can smell (laughs) Ansem. And it's like really weird. I'm like, I just like picture in future Kingdom Hearts, like Riku transforming into a wolf or something because of his hair, him constantly saying stuff about how he smells the darkness. It's it's pretty bizarre. And I don't think that ever came up in Kingdom Hearts 1. So maybe even if you missed Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, you wouldn't even know that he was saying stuff like that. But it it is cool seeing uh, King Mickey, like Mickey Mouse, in the fucking Chain of Memories, uh, Riku's story, that is, like, as a prominent character. It's really neat. Um, I just so that's Riku my chain of memories. Like bullshit. sneaking up behind Maleficent and just being like really quiet, and just. Oh yes. Jesus! You, you smell nasty. You smell oh, she evil. Does. But that's the thing. Uh, Kenny also mentioned uh, gambling, or one of us <laughs> did, and uh, yeah, that makes me think of fucking Rocket League. I was yeah. like, all right, look, I really like getting those crates, and I'm just going to spend ten bucks, get some crates from this oh, website. Dog. Oh, dog. And here's the thing: dog, I'm dog, like. Dog. I'm, there's 10 of them i'm like i'm gonna and it's like always like you watch like the thing like uh spin through and be like what item do you get and i'm like i swear to fucking god i for three in a row i got uh the same decal for a car i don't have mm-hmm. and then for the other two i got two more decals for another car i don't have and i was like are you fucking and then the other ones all the other ones were the exact same uh trail or whatever you call it the thing that like uh is after your wheels yeah and it was just infuriating like to the point where i was like are you how is this even possible that makes no fucking sense that they would it would screw you that badly like you think the algorithm would be like oh well they just got that one like make that like a large percent to like be like you're not going to get that one again of course not they it, it was so fucking infuriating but okay in its defense rocket league has a system that uh if you take five items of equal quality or whatever, like the rarity that they are, and you try to trade them into the Rocket League server, it will spit back an item of greater rarity or greater quality than all five of those. So I took all of those duplicate bullshit, and you have to wait like five days for it to cool down so you can trade them even. So after the cool down, I was like, let's just see what I can trade these for, and I put all the duplicates in, and I got like a, a sweet rocket trail that i was actually excited about like it was like a cartoony looking thing i don't know so that made me feel a little better but it was still like man i got burned hard like oh my god but uh oh and then recently i played a match and i had a key left over and it gave me a a crate and i was like oh sure let's just open it on a whim and it was fucking these these new wheels they're like the new hotness they're called infinium they look cool as fuck and they were painted crimson which in rocket league terms like if anything's painted it like adds like it's worth more because like the items are actually worth dollars or keys uh essentially and if your items painted crimson or white it's like dramatically more expensive and i was really excited that i got a crimson one the the white ones are like 
extra, like it makes no sense. Like people pay like sixty dollars for like a fucking pair of wheels, of painted wheels in Rocket League. It's like, are you insane? But apparently the wheels that I unlocked were like worth like fifteen, sixteen bucks. I'm like, well, that's fucking sweet, and they look badass. So I'm just, I'm not planning on trading them or anything. But that was a win. Um, and I don't know. I, I, like I find. Uh, it, like Rocket League hooked the whale inside you. Oh, it's got everyone hooked. And that's the thing. I heard someone recently be like, are people still playing Rocket League? It's like, dude, there's like not hundreds of thousands, but tens of thousands of people in the playlist, like at all times. It's actually insane. So it's very still a thing. I started a new online playlist because I've only been doing uh solo, uh the one where you don't have like friends. And I was like, uh -huh, I don't know. I'm, not friends. I don't, uh, but that's the thing. <laughs> I was playing friend. and I was ranked silver. Oh, hmm. uh, well, that's what I mean. We all got to play Rocket League together. Uh, no, no. You can I all had, see how bad I am. I had my solid week of Rocket League. I'm, I'm done. I'm fine. Oh, damn it. That's what I mean. That's how I was with Overwatch. I'm like, ah. Uh, yeah. Damn, yeah, we both have on our different wavelengths. Damn yeah. it. Uh, and I don't know. And then this new one, it finally ranked me and I'm like gold three. So I'm like, fucking A, I feel finally better about that. So maybe I'll get past gold for once, but... Who knows? But that's basically the games I've been playing. Anything else that anyone's been playing in particular they're dying to talk about? Or should we maybe move on? Oh, I just have one thing. I don't think anyone here plays Hearthstone. Um, but Ben Brode, uh, sort of pre-introduced the next year. They do different, like, quests and, and themes with each year. Um, and so the next year is going to be the year of the Raven in Hearthstone. And they did not say anything that's upcoming in Hearthstone, but they did talk about three, like, standard cards that are basically being retired. Um, and I am so excited about the cards that they are retiring because two of <laughs> two of the most frustrating decks that you come across from like standard deck play one of them is is just like delay you beating them long enough that that they can like kill you in one turn with a certain sequence of cards um and they are they are getting rid of the card that prevents a kill shot like what would be a, a killing blow does not and they're immune for the next turn they're getting rid of that card so that kind of changes the whole strategy of that deck and then there's a mm. deck several decks where they put you into exhaust where like once you're out of cards in your deck you take damage every turn that you're out of cards like where you would normally be drawing and there's this card that makes you draw two cards and if they can keep like pulling that card and replaying it over and over again they basically just force you into hitting exhaustion where you take damage every turn and you have no more cards to play also once your hand is full all of the extra cards that get pulled are burned and you can't play them anymore they're just gone and they're getting rid of that card the cold light oracle which is in every exhaustion deck that's in the game and so i am very, very excited. Also, I just love Ben Brode. There are so many game designers that come out and they're like excited about what they're doing, but in like a very low key way. Ben Brode is not low key about his excitement <laughs> for what he's doing. And I just, he's as excited about what he's putting out there as the nerds who are playing it. And that's so rare to me in video games that like you see someone creating it and he's like, guys, I cannot wait to tell you what I'm doing. And uh, I just love him. But anyway, that that announcement was very exciting for me this week. I'm very excited about Ice Block and Cold Light Oracle leaving the game. It's, it's excellent. Nice to see that passion in design, uh, developers and designers, to see that they still have an interest in the field that they you know grew up wanting to get into. Exactly. It can, it can also backfire. Say for like 
Tim Peter Shea. Molyneux. Uh, no, fuck him. He doesn't have any no, passion. No, it's kidding. <laughs> oh, He's a cold, dead British husk, just like the rest of that country. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, shots like, fired. Yeah, Nick would get to me. I knew it. Uh, like Tim Schafer, though. He's got a lot of passion for video games, and he's fucking awful at them, and he's taking all the good-meaning uh, passion he has for it and the reputation he has for them and just ruins it, like, financially. He cannot tol- like he cannot make a game. Mm-hmm. Just, it's so disappointing to see someone who's great at that and loves them and then just fucking sucks at making games and taking people's money. Uh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. I do. Yep, we've complained about him before. Um, <laughs> that's the thing. Uh... There oh. was a game I also wanted to bring up, but Kenny did too, yeah. and it sounds like Bren as well. No, I was just well, going to say Kenny. It's funny that Bren says this, because there is a company that is great at taking my money for games, and it's <laughs> uh, the guys behind the oatmeal. Uh, I oh. have spent money on that's Exploding Kittens, that's what Bears vs. Babies. I have two. Bears vs. Babies. I have two. And then their new one... <laughs> Which is, you've got crabs. Huh. Oh, Jesus. God. And it's, um, and this is how good they are at taking my money. I have never <laughs> gotten anybody to play any of these games with me. I know. Oh, yeah. Uh, that makes me feel terrible. I have the freaking McElroy's, uh, what was it? I can't think of the name of the card game right now. The, it's like, expansion? What was yes, that? It was, oh, I, I have it laying around here somewhere. I got to find that. Um. I'll get back to you. It'll come to me. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't been able to play it with anyone, A, because I don't know other McElroy fans. Like, I got to get more friends in that department that are like, yeah, I'll get these references. Otherwise, it's like going to go right over everyone's head. Monikers. Yes, oh, monikers. You, yeah, yep, I have that too, it. but I have never played it. <laughs> yep. We all have See, these games with no one to play them with. When I visit, that's what we'll have to break out. I took Bears versus Babies to New Year's. And, uh, I wasn't sure, obviously you never know on New Year's, like when you're invited over to somebody's house for New Year's, what the situation is going to be like. And we actually right. ended up playing Bears versus Babies for like three hours leading up to midnight while everyone was getting drunk. And it was really incredible. I like Bears versus Babies more than Exploding Kittens personally, but. Well, I like. I didn't even know there was a new uh, one. Yeah, I like Exploding Kittens, uh, the mobile game, because I don't have mm-hmm. to worry about shuffling cards or any of that. Uh, and there's a lot yeah. of people who will play with me. <laughs> <laughs> I, definitely. It's definitely a problem, because like, me and a buddy of mine would really get, like to get some of the weirder, more cryptic, or just like unique board games. But now we're on the other side of the continent. And also, like even when we lived near each other, we never had time to meet up in person. And that's why um, there's the tabletop simulator on Steam. Yeah. And it's, like, open source where people can just, if they can code it and uh, skin, like, models around certain games, it's just open source. And there's just so many games out there, and it's great for playing online with people. And I'm sure there's, ex- I know for a fact, Exploding Kids well, is on there. I'm sure Babies vs. Well, what, what is that D&D-type game that is, like, it was, like, $500, and it's... It was oh, one of God. the largest, most expansive um, games ever. This is ringing a bell for me. I can't put my, no a idea. name to it, though. Uh, yeah. And it's it's like so, it's got death in the title. Oh, oh my God! You're definitely right. What the hell is this? I've heard of this and know what you're talking about. I, I've played it on the tabletop simulator on Steam. Um, mm-hmm. We were trying to get a campaign going. Uh, it didn't work out because the tabletop simulator is a little bit of a pain in the ass. 
Yeah, it can be. And the game is just insane, and it's insanely long. Um, it's one of those things that you're going to start when you're, like, 12, like, one of the Stranger Things kids, and then you're going <laughs> to end when you're, like, crazy old. Kingdom Death Monster. Kingdom Death Monster, thank you. What? Yes. It's extremely expensive. Oh, my God. Oh, actually, seeing the figurines, I think I've heard of this before. If you were to buy it all, I think it's about 2500 bucks. Jesus. So, um, I did pre-order a, a Kickstarter game based on the Evil Dead 2. Oh, nice. Oh, I love that. That's so and good. And it was, I mean, it's probably one of the more expensive board games I've ever bought. It was upwards of like 120 bucks. Um, totally. But it's a lot like Kingdom Death Monster, but Evil Dead related, which makes me happy. Nice. Oh, yeah, that's freaking awesome. Great reference. Uh, there was another game I failed to mention. I can't believe I almost forgot to talk about it. Um, part of my Valentine's gift oh, was, uh, oh. oh, no, it was a gift, it was a gift card to Best Buy, and I have, like, that gamers club there, so, like, I went and bought The Last Guardian. It was only, like, 40 bucks, but with my gamer discount and using a, a freaking gift card, it was, like, less than $10 for me to buy, so I was like, that's exciting. And I, I was saying last episode that I'm getting back into Shadow of the Colossus and I'm fairly sure it's like the same, some of the same people involved with this project. And it does, as soon as you uh, get involved, it gives you that very nostalgic, like Shadow of the Colossus, Ico kind of feel. I, I sure hope that it's like a spiritual successor to that. I'm not exactly sure if they've announced it that way or not, but it is really, um, interesting game. I'm not sure my full thoughts yet. I'm, I'm eager to like, finish it and give like a full review but so far it's it's fairly captivating I, my main concern going into it is like okay i know it's there's a little boy and this giant creature but like what is the what are we doing here like what is this quest we're going on like what are we going to do and so far i still don't really know it's just like kind of like solving puzzles and just like you i'll like kind of give you the intro of what happens in the game because that's not like super important you just kind of wake up in a cave and the creature's name is Trico, uh, T-R-I-C-O. And you find him and he's got like these spears in him and he can't move. And in order, in order to help him out, you take these spears out. But each time you do, he like sends you flying and you like pass out or get knocked out. So your poor character was like knocked out and twice in the first like five minutes of gameplay. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but then the narrator also is like that deep, like very, similar voice to like the narrator in like shadow of the Colossus, that kind of stuff. Um, but it also, he's speaking in the first person. So it makes me think it's like the old, the, the main character as an old person looking back and like retelling the story. Um, so I'm not exactly sure if that like makes it impossible for your character to die or not. I did end up jumping off a cliff to see if you can kill your character and you can, but like there is no real repercussion. It just loads you to your last checkpoint or where you jumped off from. Um, but yeah, you, you just have to gain the trust of this animal. It's very cool seeing such a big creature and how they, the animations, it's very convincing. And I don't know, they gave it a lot of personality and it's very extremely convincing. And for instance, if you're trying to feed him and you're standing too close, he'll like get all antsy and won't eat his food. But if you like step further away, he'll like start eating. So like, and then you start to be able to like climb on him and his body is made up of feathers and there was one point where he jumps into the water and like that was i don't know very exciting cuz like the way it's just, it's just such a huge creature like and how it affected the environment was very impressive um 
long story short, though, seeing the the feathers wet and everything, that was also very well done. And I always thought to myself, like, how are they going to pull that off? And here I am looking at it. So it is so far so good. But I'm curious to see if I'm going to be like a big fan or if I'm going to end up being like, it was okay and not like anything like like I said on the last episode, I'm like, oh, Shadow of the Class is a masterpiece. Is that going to be like following in those footsteps? I sure hope so, but I'm not 100% sure up to this point. I've only played like an hour, maybe less. So we'll see. I did have to mention that, though. I'll keep everyone posted there. I have too many games going. I'm playing fucking <laughs> Rhyme. I'm playing fucking <laughs> too much. Well, at least someone on this podcast does, because sure, everyone knows I sure as hell don't. Well, that's what I mean. It's like kind of funny, our taglines. Like, this is a video game podcast. It's like, no, we just fuck around, <laughs> but whatever. It's an addiction podcast. Nope. Yeah. Oh. Nobody has time to game. <laughs> no. I like how you're playing a game, though, Doug, where you're gaining the trust of like an NPC, and you're really enjoying it, because we're terrible at that in any D&D session we've done. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's so true. We always, like, literally just yell diplomacy at their face, and then they're just like, nope. <laughs> we make the effort, but I feel like you're still playing it like Skyrim, and you're just willing to kill anyone at the drop of a hat. Yeah, uh, my character's pretty insane. <laughs> you're um, absolutely chaotic evil. Yeah, that's the thing. He started chaotic good, but it's just <laughs> been too chaotic lately. Um, but okay, so that's basically the game talk here. Is there any news before we maybe play a conversation game? Uh, sure. Uh, brought up a watch earlier. Uh, loot crates and all that uh complex bullshit that's getting all murky. Uh, not even just with Overwatch, but they're a definitely notable uh candidate in this discussion. Uh, but yeah, there's like two bills going through Congress about loot crates and uh having them labeled on the box on the ESRB uh rating and uh classifying as gambling, and it's just getting fucking worse. So anyone who's concerned about all the shit that EA drummed up with uh, Battlefront Two. It's uh, it's not getting better. But the good side of Overwatch is they announced a new hero for anyone who is active in it like I am. She looks it, so good. She looks great. She's, she looks, uh, oh, so good. She's Torbjorn's daughter, and she's basically a mix of Torbjorn, uh, Torbjorn and Reinhardt. So she has a big shield, uh, like a mate, like a rocket flail, I believe it's called, and uh, is classified as a support character. So she can, like, rally others, give them, like, bo- uh, buffs, uh, armor, uh, I think damage increased. And I think while she's doing her ult, they heal. Everyone in her area heals as they do damage. So the more damage you do, the more you heal, kind of like Reaper does all the time. Oh, nice. So she's in the PTR, which is, like, the beta for Overwatch. Like, you can join that, but you have to kind of install it as a second game. Um, so you can test her out right now. Very little changes between the PTR and the official release, it seems like, with Overwatch. It seems like they're just seeing if the character will break the game just by existing in it. And if not, then it gets released. Balance-wise, they don't give a shit. They worry about that, like, five months from now. (laughs) So, I think Moira hasn't been balanced at all yet. And some people say she's OP. I think she's perfect, but that's because she's my favorite character right now. She's my favorite Um, character right now, too. Yeah, I could definitely see her orbs that, like, ricochet off stuff being nerfed a bit. But I think otherwise she's pretty balanced. I think people just don't know how to counter her yet still. And yeah. that's the problem with every new character. There's Ana, Doomfist, Orisa. So it's, you know, Sombra. So it's going to happen. But I think they'll get used to her. Uh, but yeah, Brigitte? Bridget? Brigitte? I think it's Brigitte. Brigitte uh, is how, uh, is the character's new name. Or the new character's name, not the new name. Um, so yeah, she's, uh, I'm going to assume probably within the next month, she'll probably be released into the, uh, overall game, so that's gonna be cool. Nice, that's really exciting. 
And uh, Into the Breach came out as of this recording, like, th- a few days ago. And it's the sequel game, well, not sequel, but the second game from Subset uh, Game Studios, who is uh, co-founded by Justin Ma, who we had on, like, 40 episodes ago. Yeah, that's right. And he is one of the creators of uh, FTL, which is fucking amazing! Um, and I've heard nothing but good things about this game, too. The only downside is it's a tile-based tactics game, and I already have, like, five of those in my library I haven't beaten yet. So I'm, I I can't in good conscience get into this one <laughs> without having beaten at least one other one of the other games. This is an but addiction podcast, Bren. Just it do really it. really is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible at these games, and they're so hard. Like, Into the Breach is supposed to be just as hard as FTL, which is notoriously difficult. Um, largely because of RNG. But, like, these are difficult genres, especially for me, because I'm so bad at them, but, like, I really enjoy them. I always like to think I'm this crazy strategist and make this battle plan and figure out how to conquer my enemies in five turns. I got no idea what I'm doing. I'm fucking trigger-happy and just running, gunning, and praying to video game Christ to help me at any chance. But it looks amazing, and I highly recommend it. I think it's, like, 30 or $20. Like, it's not full price. So, I... Really recommend checking it out if you're into FTL or XCOM or any of those games. Like it's it's fifteen dollars at full price. Nice. So okay. I highly Definitely. recommend checking that out and showing uh, just awesome love. Absolutely. Shout out to Subset Games. Thanks for coming on our show. Um, yeah. another cool one. Or we actually got a release date uh for when Detroit Become Human is coming out. Uh, that's oh, yeah. Quantum Dreams, uh, upcoming game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, this is make or break for them, like you that's, said, Bren. Yeah, that's Quantum yeah. Dreams' last resort. Cause with all of the allegations coming out, like, in Hollywood in general, but, uh, game industry as well, there's stuff with, like, IGN, and I think some stuff with Kotaku, and different studios, Naughty Dog got, uh, some flack. Uh, Quantum Dreams is, uh, headed by, uh, David Cage, I believe. And he has got yes. a lot of shit for a lot of inappropriate harassment, if not borderline harassment, uh, claims. So much so that in one of the articles, he was defending himself against these claims. And the reporter had to point out that they were interviewing him at his studio, where behind him was a giant painting of a pair of testicles and dick farting. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh. how can you take that seriously? It's hard to say he'll reflect upon his actions and try to be a better employer while you got a big old dick farting in the background. Now, what you have in your own personal home is your business, but that's a, that's yeah, a place of business. In the workplace, that's, it's a yeah. little bit of a different story. Yeah. Right. So, and I don't know, David Cage kind of got his head up his own ass. Like, he's pretty full of himself to a degree. Um, to a fair degree, I'd say he's absolutely insane with some of his stories, and I really think this is going to make or break Quantum Dreams because they got pretty big with Heavy Rain and Indigo Prophecy was it did all right, but Heavy Rain I think was their biggest one. Then there was the uh uh what's her name? Oh yeah, fuck. Uh, no, uh Ellen Page. Page. Yes, it wasn't Ellen Page though. Or no. Oh fuck, that's no, no, right. No, no, and that also, was this a- this is Quantic Dream, not Quantum Dream, but yeah, yeah. Uh, no, sorry. Ellen Beyond Page. Two Souls. This, yeah, that's what you're thinking that of. That was the Ellen Page one and uh, Willem Dafoe. And then there was controversy because Last of Us came out around the same time and it looked a lot like Ellen Page and her name was Ellie. 
So yep, that was like that's right. Oh, that yeah, I remember being confused or mixing those games up at the time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Beyond Two Souls came out, and that didn't do well. Not nearly as well as Heavy Rain. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I played it, it all yeah. the way through and talked about it on the podcast like forever ago. I, I'd like to revisit it. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't Heavy Rain by any stretch. I think exactly. I liked Heavy Rain better. And as far as I know, this is their next game, and it's, I don't know, the E3 trailer looked great, but it's E3. They're supposed to look great. If they look anything but amazing, they're failing at their job for the presentation. Uh, and then seeing some gameplay and like more trailers for it, it looks, it looks real misleading to me. I think people expect it to be this crazy thing and it's really going to be really on rails and you're going to have a lot less freedom and mobility of choice than people think. So I think this is really going to make or break, uh, Quantum Dream. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm afraid of because like, you know, I talked about how much I love Until Dawn and I've just been looking yeah. for another game like Until Dawn since then. And when I first saw the E3, trailer i was like oh my gosh this is it this is going to be the next game where you can really affect how the game plays by the choices you make and i got so 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 excited about it and i'm just worried that it is going to be more like a telltale game which is fun and has Mm -hmm. good story elements to it but is pretty on rails like there's There's, like, four points in the story where all Telltale games will, like, converge no matter what decisions you make. Kind of like Act 1, Act 2, Act 3, and then the end. You will always have the same sort of things happening regardless of what happens in between. And I think this this might end up being more like that. But they're definitely marketing it as an Until Dawn sort of thing where, like, the whole game flow could, like, everything could be different based on your choices. And I'm not sure how that's going to play out, so... Definitely. Yeah. Oh, you reminding or mentioning Telltale just reminded me that last year we were, were they they announced that there's going to be Wolf Among Us two uh, coming out in 2018. So we have that to look forward to this year. I'm nice. really hype about that. Yeah, but like I loved Wolf Among Us. It got me into reading the Fable comics, which were great up till the very last arc of it. I would say, um, and I would think Wolf Among Us. I would argue is the second best Telltale game. Um, but like I don't trust Telltale anymore. They've they've just reused the same some in some games the same assets, uh, almost always the same strategy and like concept of games. Like they're pretty identical in how the games play mechanics wise. Yeah, so I want to like, see a little innovation from them before I'm willing to like fully jump back in with them. Yeah, that's a good point. And I called it way back after The Walking Dead one. They got a bunch of licenses. They got Borderlands, Game of Thrones, Batman, Batman, like a bunch of different uh, uh, intellectual properties. And they spread their team too thin, and it all just became a bland mush, and none of them were as good as the early ones, like Walking Dead, Season 1 and 2, and Wolf Among Us. Some people really liked Into the Borderlands. I enjoyed it as a story and the characters, but the game itself was incredibly buggy and glitchy for me. And, you know, regardless of how much I enjoyed certain aspects of it, I can't ignore that part of a game. If it was like a video, maybe, but because it was a game, it was super buggy. And I just, I don't have faith in them anymore. So they would really have to win me back with uh, Wolf Among Us, especially since I know where the story goes. So I'm no longer engaged by what happens to Bigsby and Snow White. Like, I know what happens. So it really has to win me over for me to, you know, even consider playing it again. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. Okay, well, let's play a old dead conversation game. Actually, we played it last week. Let's play I Was the Walrus. Oh, God, no.
All right, so we're playing I Was Walrus. Let's do, I'm, I'm thinking let's pit Kenny versus Whitney, and then the winner will face Bren. And then uh, whoever loses can help me judge that round. That's giving me All way right. too much credit, Doug. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, <laughs> you, you have the most wins, and it's not it's right. It's because I, I play even... the most. I game the system. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. Which is funny, because oh, it's a right. game podcast. Ah, <laughs> Kenny gets it. Nice. All right, so if that's the case, uh, we're going Kenny versus Whitney. Uh, I got a couple categories here. Let's start it off with, you just discovered a new bone in the human body. What's its name and what's its function? Boner and it's a boner. Ha <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. You good? Okay. Yeah. All right, let's see what you guys come up with. Three, two, one. The go. Zach Morris. It gives you the ability <laughs> to stop time. Oh, oh shit! Whoa! All right, so mine mine was I was gonna call the Wampus, and it was where we have the vestigial <laughs> tail, but it was actually a little tiny tail, <laughs> like a little stump. Yeah, just a little like just like a little like pug tail <laughs> out of the base of the spine. Oh man, I like uh, both answers a lot. A, li- a weird little pug tail out above my ass, <laughs> or called the wampus, or like life is strange, uh, like with yeah, some bone to stop time itself. Yeah, life is strange means <laughs> Saved by the Bell. Well, no, Zach Morris could do that. He would break the fourth wall, stop time, and talk to the camera. Oh shit, that's right. I haven't seen that show in so long. I forgot about that. Wow. It's- Pretty terrible. No one should watch it recently. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely a nostalgia goggles show. Uh oh, shots fired. I don't know. Saved by the Bell. Brent's I'd, a liar. I'd like it's to amazing. It. Uh, and he has no yeah. idea what he's talking about at all. <laughs> I think nostalgia would make me agree with Kenny on that one. I've been through the era of AC Slater. I've been through it all when Kelly was on caffeine pills. I okay, know. Okay, so yeah. two two amazing stories. One. Uh, my, why I, why I named the bone the Zach Morris is based off the humorous, and then I got in my mind Hugh Morris. Oh! Oh! Wow. That That's makes sense better clever. than mine. Um, <laughs> and then, speaking of AC Slater, one time, a uh, long time ago, probably about 10 or 15 years ago, my cousin was at the Playboy Mansion for a Halloween party. And uh, he's in line behind AC, behind Mario Lopez. For the bathroom. And Mario Lopez is like just being a huge dick to everybody. He's like, What's taking this guy so long? What is happening? I don't understand. And so my buddy, my cousin just goes, Take it easy, Slater. (laughs) And he was, he was immediately deflated. (laughs) (laughs) Good. I'm not at all surprised to find out Mario Lopez is a fucking cock. (laughs) Yeah. I can picture it. Um, okay, so I'm trying to, th- I'm trying to think. I think I'm definitely gonna have to go with Kenny's answer on that one, though. I do really like the answer of Wampus and can picture that being a pretty interesting bone. That maybe mm-hmm. it's only on a couple of people. Some people probably have a Wampus and they just don't talk about it. <laughs> but and some people probably have a Zach Morris too. But who knows? Um, so that round goes to Kenny. Let's see here. So there's a mime on an elevator. What's he doing? I immediately went masturbating. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, when you got it, you got it. I think that's a pretty fantastic answer, but we should, if you have another, let me know. (laughs) We'll we'll still count you in. All right, I got got another answer. Not as funny, not nearly as funny. (laughs) Oh, that's fair. 
I don't know. Everything I'm coming up with is something that would be funny that you would expect to see him doing as a mime, but doing it in real life, like reading a newspaper or actually being trapped in a real box. Um, <laughs> but it's not mime. But I can't come up with like a specific, a specific action. Reading a newspaper was the first thing that came into my head, which is not as funny as masturbating. So. <laughs> oh, no, that's. Fair. I don't think anything right, is as it- funny as masturbating. <laughs> yeah. What was your second uh, answer, though, Kenny? Oh, what is he doing on the? He's riding an elevator. What's he doing? Going to see his accountant. <laughs> oh, that's actually pretty darn clever too. Mm-hmm. Um. That's the thing. I think I am going to go just masturbating because that is fucking hilarious. I mean, we were all cracking up at that. Mm-hmm. So it looks like Kenny's our winner on this one because um, it I is best of two, three. What, I immediately thought of a mime, you know, doing a little shtick where he's pulling up a rope or pulling down a rope to like lift up like a, a weight or a safe or like a piano or something. And he goes to cut it. And like when the door's open, he sees someone and he's like, huh, I'm going to cut it, huh? And when he cuts the rope, the entire elevator actually just shoots down and he actually cut the rope to the elevator itself. That's, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's terrifying. <laughs> that's I, I was picturing him doing yeah, like the whole like hands over stuff. his shoulders, like pretending like he's making out with himself in an elevator. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doug's is just sad and lonely. Mine ends up uh, suicidal. Mime. Yeah, I feel, I feel like that sums up our show so perfectly. much. About it. God damn it! <laughs> I was just reading pressing. a newspaper. Yeah. See, yep. <laughs> Welcome to the family. It's a perfect way to like identify someone's personality. Uh-huh. <laughs> the weird. That's question. the thing. Kenny wins that one. Let's see. Whitney can help me judge this next round. Uh, so it's now Kenny versus Bren. All right. Let's see here. If pyramids were hollow, what's inside them? <sighs> Depressingly accurate answer. Or over-the-top absurd answer? I'm definitely leaning towards the latter, but that's <laughs> your You call. know that's not me. Yeah. But you do you. Yes. <laughs> Creamy Nougat Center. Ooh. <laughs> that's a good answer. <laughs> it's pretty similar to what I thought, which was chocolate pudding. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Uh, Everyone wins in that scenario. I was going to say a bunch of those little uh, round finger condoms that doctors use to stick their fingers in animals because the Egyptians really had a thing for cats. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know what any of that sentence was. (laughs) Really? I've never heard of finger condoms or I just assumed they used gloves. Yeah, but it's like a glove for one finger. Fun fact, the only other the only other use I know of for those little finger condoms are in restaurants when someone cuts their finger. Like if you injure yourself while you're like prepping food, you put a band-aid on it and then you put that over to make sure that you don't contaminate anything without having to put a whole glove on. So restaurants oh, wow. and sticking your fingers up animals' butts are the only two uses I know for those. Hey, not mutually exclusive things. <laughs> That's true, and... I guess. And it protects your hands from STDs. If everybody's ready for the <laughs> traditional white male misogynistic joke, uh, uh, Bren uh, uses them uh-huh. as condoms. Oh! <laughs> Joke's on you. I got fat fingers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's like Vienna sausages. Well played. Oh, the things you learn on our show. Um, <laughs> and Bren, Wait, do you have an answer? 
yeah, oh, we're, we're waiting on you. Okay. <laughs> What's inside I, a pyramid? <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, I guess you did say creamy nougat. Is that your answer? I mean, sure. <laughs> oh, be. damn. So, okay, Whitney, I'm going to need your help on this one. What would you prefer in there? The, a, a boatload of finger condoms or <laughs> some, something edible? My other answer was going to be a bunch of dead slaves that built them. But, oh, okay. that's, Maybe yeah. Nougat. Wah, wah, wah. No, I think nougat. I vastly prefer nougat. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna They're lean mu- that way too. It's much easier to eat. Ah, uh, I just hate w- when Bren gets one. Um, right. <laughs> but, okay, so Bren, Bren gets that one. <laughs> All right, like and let's see. Um, round two, Kenny, you can get this to stay alive. If you stayed a baby your entire life, like everybody, that is, what would be the weirdest occupation you could see somebody working in? Wait. Am I a baby my whole life, or is yeah, it everyone on the planet? Every a single baby? person is a, like. So that's what I mean. Like construction workers, like goddamn astronauts, all, all babies. Right. Are we? Do we have the consciousness of an adult? Or yes, are we, absolutely. Okay. All right, I'm good. Okay, and Bren. <laughs> oh no, no! Don't say that. Not that one. That's bad. Oh. <laughs> Just do it. I really don't want to. <laughs> and now I need to know. I think this may be the first time ever that Bren and I have thought the same thing about something. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I really hope it's not. Then we might not have to have you back on the show. <laughs> oh, no. But you're allowed. How's that work? It might I, be a three-way You brought guy. me on, Doug. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. Porn go. star. Damn, that oh, was what no. I was thinking. No! Oh, Whitney, what was yours? A stripper. Oh, yeah, yeah, you guys are all killing me. Oh, that is pretty bizarre. The new one I picked was Babysitter, because it would make no sense. That's funny. That one's funny. Holy shit. You would just have a bunch of babies watching other babies telling them what not to do. That is fucking fantastic, actually. It is. It is. I'm going to go with that, and... Bren, you suck for winning. <laughs> Kenny already won one, and let's I'll do, like, for fun's sake, uh, Kenny suggested off-air this really cool one, so let's just all kind of answer it, just to see what we were thinking. Uh, it's And listeners, I encourage you, tweet us your answers if you want. Um, what is the worst movie you could base a video game off of? And I thought that was excellent. Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. I think my answer is Citizen Kane. <laughs> oh, God. Like, I get what that movie accomplished cinematically and like uh-huh. themes and like uh-huh. moving cinema. But you know forward. what that is not? A really great story. It yeah, would, but it, yeah. There's fuck no that way movie. there's no way to turn that into a game that's fun to play. You know, or like <laughs> Schindler's List. Well but uh, no, see, that's just isn't, isn't Papers Please kind of like Schindler's List? Couldn't you kind of do a Papers Sh- Please that's Schindler's List like? <laughs> it's it's Papers Please with guest cameo Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! <laughs> I'm struggling to think of my answer. I'm like torn between either the movie The Number Twenty Three with Jim Carrey that oh, would God. be fucking awful. That's a bad and, movie. Or Nightcrawler with what was that? Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake or? Gyllenhaal. Oh, yeah. thank I you. Think, that movie's great. I think that could be a really good game, though. <laughs> oh no, that's basically GTA, be but you have a job as uh, like taking news pictures reporter. of dead people because yeah, he's not a pictures. fucking sociopath. I mean, it would kind of be like if you did like a horror GTA, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's... think I think people would b- play the shit out of that game. Man, All right, well then, I Doug's guess... in the minority because he hates that movie, and I think I that do. movie 
And a lot of uh, other people think that movie is fantastic. Yeah, I like that movie. It just wasn't my bag of chips. It's fair. But no, I think we can all agree the number 23 sucks. Uh, yeah, I've never even seen it, so I I couldn't say from experience, but I uh, I assume it sucks, which is why I've never seen it. Well, yeah, as, a, it's, as a wise it's philosopher no once said, no one likes you when you're 23. So, like, that alone <laughs> makes it terrible. Yeah, no, just Jim Carrey's performance. He, he's like, I just picture him in comedy, and it was just kind of creepy and bizarre. I don't know. And it was just so, I don't know, infuriating. I saw it in theater, theaters and was, like, super underwhelmed. Yeah, he can do drama. It just that just wasn't a good movie. True, absolutely good point. Uh, my pick would be Lady in the Water because that's possibly one of the worst movies I've ever seen. You would play as Paul Giamatti trying to run a hotel. It'd be like a management simulator game, and one day you get a complaint from one of the uh, residents, uh, tenants in your hotel. So you get to check on him, and it's just M Night Shyamalan trying to suck his own dick, and that's the rest of the game because that's all that movie was. It was Shyamalan trying to suck himself off. Did you say Fuck Lady in the Water or Shape of Water? Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. I was like, Shape of Water was great. <laughs> I I have not seen it, but I want to. I changed my answer to Holes with Shia LaBeouf. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that's how we play <laughs> I Was Walrus. fucking pandering to mark when he's not even here oh uh, yeah you know it um all right well that was a fun one guys let's wrap this episode up and do some plugs where can we find you kenny on the internet you have a podcast on our network oh d- i do have a podcast on your network i like my podcast on your network i am me too <laughs> you can find me every wednesday at dumbbells and dragons that's when our podcast drops and then also dumbbellsanddragons.com and anywhere on the internet, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Dumbbells Dragon. And I'm about to take my dog's Instagram off private, so you can find her at oh. the Smushface Killer. I am so following that. I am excited. Oh my god, that's an amazing name. Um, and it's you'd think that I came up with the name, but I really didn't. And it was because she looked at me one day and she's like, "Kenny, I need an Instagram, and you know I'm a big fan of Ghostface from Wu Tang." Excellent. I thought she just looked at you one day and was like, "Kenny, I'm going to murder you." I was like, "Oh, okay." That that was one of the better plugs I've ever heard in a long time. Good job. Um, and how about you, Whitney? You have a podcast as well. I do. It also drops Wednesdays. Uh, it is Historical Hotties. You can find us pretty much everywhere. At historically Hot, historicallyhot.com, Twitter, Instagram, etc. Uh, you can join the Facebook uh, Historical Hotties Debate Club, uh, where you get to wear an imaginary blazer with an imaginary patch on it when you're a part of the debate club. And, nice. uh to find me, I am at Whitney underscore Nelson, and that's N-E-L-S-E-N, uh, to find me personally on Twitter. Excellent. Yeah, go check out her show. And Bryn, how about you? Where can our listeners find you? I also have a podcast called Almost Better Than Dragons. It drops whenever the fuck we get around to it. Stop asking. <laughs> oh, man. At first, I was like, oh, he's doing the podcast bit again. But then I was like, oh, wait, that's actually a show we do. Um, but yeah, Kinda. that is a thing. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, my Twitter's boring as shit. Uh, I use it just to try and get, uh, free raffles of different game consoles. So don't follow it. It's not worth it. Instead, follow a guy called at Oriozema. O-R-Y-O-Z-E-M-A. 
his name's his real name's Danny, but that's his handle on like everything. Um, and he's a great artist, and he does amazing stuff. And I actually had him commission a picture of my dogs. So I highly recommend checking him out because I paid him. So I kind of have to like him now. Yeah, but I saw that picture and it looked really good. So that's cool. Good use of a plug. And listener, if you like our show, please give us a like, follow, tell a friend, uh, any all of that kind of stuff. Our handles ABT Silence were findable on Twitter, Facebook. Instagram, and Twitch. We like to live stream the episodes. So come hang out and chat, say hi, send us an email, voicemail. Just go to our website, almostbetterthansilence.com slash contact. And we will be back next week. Thanks again for joining us, Kenny and Whitney and Bren. See you guys next time. See you.